Welcome to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Smith, registered dietitian and weight loss expert. As your guest host, I'm interviewing dietitian bosses and sharing their stories to inspire you to take action and create a six-figure income using social media marketing. Haley Garelli is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. Growing up as a dancer, she always was trying for the perfect ballet body, starting her dieting journey at a young age. Her chronic dieting led to hormone imbalances and even weight gain. After many more attempts at failed diet, she learned that restricting more wasn't the answer. So she learned to eat to fuel her body and end the diet cycle. Now she is passionate about helping women who are drained, discouraged, and just plain fed up with the constant dieting to lose weight and be comfortable in their own skin. She helps them discover what works best for them as an individual through her functional approach with flexible dieting. Welcome, Haley. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course, this is going to be so fun. Did I miss anything from your bio that you want to share with the listeners today? Nope, I think that covers it. Amazing. So before we begin, can you tell everyone where you're at on Instagram so we can make sure to give you a follow and see what you're about? Yeah, so currently my handle is just my name. So it's Haley.Gorelli and you spell my name H-A-L-E-Y, last name's G-A-R-E-L-L-I. No, that's not an easy one to spell. It's perfect. I love it. So kind of jumping right in, I'm really curious about hearing your nutrition philosophy. And I have never come across someone who's done ballet specifically as a dancer and with that, this niche of flexible dieting and as a weight loss dietitian myself, I love it. Um, can you talk, tell us a little bit more about your nutrition philosophy and how you kind of got to the place where you do what you do today? Yeah, so diving a little bit deeper into my background, like I mentioned, I grew up as a dancer. So I wanted to lose weight for a specific role. And so I started low carb, low fat, and then I started restricting calories and I did it for years and it worked. Um, So I lost the weight initially. So I was like, great. And I kept doing that and it did kind of leave in lead into some disordered eating, I'd say. And so I actually ended up continuing to restrict and then gaining the weight because my hormones were all thrown off, especially in high school. That's such a delicate age for your hormones. So throwing off my thyroid, actually leading into hypothyroid. So having to go to doctors and everything. And unfortunately, they would still just say like, oh, you're overweight, just eat less and move more. But I was eating probably under a 1000 calories, I was dancing consistently. So I was doing all the things that they were recommending. So just after finally going to school and for to become a dietitian and learning a lot more about how certain foods affect us and how we do actually have to eat enough calories. We can't just do less is more really in this instance. So um, through those years of schooling and everything, I was able to heal my thyroid and balance out my hormones. So now I don't restrict anymore. I'm able to feel my body and my workouts. We still take dance classes here and there, but I just feel so much better. And so really, I think I see a lot of women who do similar things where they're not seeing the progress. So they just keep cutting back on the calories and working out harder. So helping them learn how they can eat a little bit smarter and actually feel better in their skin. That is so amazing. And I love how you took your one of your biggest struggles and your own history with dieting your whole journey and really 
carved that into your nutrition philosophy and mm -hmm. gives you so much power into, you know, the, the women that you work with to be like, I was you, like, I totally understand what you're going through. And it really gives you a great connection there as well as obviously your background. Now from in the Instagram perspective and who you are online. So we know we have this nutrition philosophy. Can you talk about where you started to where you are now when it comes to how you share this philosophy and get clients through Instagram? Yes, and it's still something that's ever-evolving, and I'm definitely still trying to nail down at this point in Libby's group program. But first, I had an Instagram, I don't know, probably a year or two, and just posting food and things about myself every once in a while. So I wasn't really using it as that business tool and doing it consistently, and I had no plan or anything. So now working with Libby and in the group program, I'm realizing you have to actually provide information and um, have a direction in your post to actually see results from that and get clients from it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that totally relates to having a niche and being really focused on who you're talking to. And I know Libby posted this recently as well, and I'm sure she says it to you in the group program. But when I first started my Instagram, I was posting for myself, right? Like yep. I was not thinking about what others wanted to see. And of course I was trying to get clients from it, but it just wasn't focused. And what I'm hearing is you went from what you want to see to, you know, what that person really needs to hear. And that's helpful. How have you done that through your content? So through your content creation, like how do you express your, your niche and who you're targeting, um, knowing the type of person you're trying to attract? So it's still something I am working on. I think I am definitely guilty of still making content for myself. So still working on that and just trying to get out there and ask questions. Those women who are struggling with losing those like 15 to 20 pounds and feel like they've tried everything, asking them, what are they most confused about? What information do they need? So I'm putting myself out there a little bit more in Facebook groups on my own personal feed and just trying to collect a little bit more of the information so I can provide it. Yeah. That is so fantastic. And I feel like that's such tangible, amazing advice for especially the listeners out there who are just beginning their journey and they may not have this perfect niche carved out and they might not know exactly who that ideal client avatar is that they want to work with, but you're, you're doing the market research. You're trying to put yourself out there and every day you're, you're asking them the question, right? I think it starts with a question and asking them, what do they want to see? And that's really the answer that will, will give you what you should post to. In your content. Can you share a little bit more about your niche? Now, I know you mentioned your niche isn't a hundred percent where you want it to be. You, you really want to, you know, carve out a little bit more details about who that person is and what they're struggling with and your, it's evolving. Um, mm -hmm. can you tell us who that person, that ideal client you're trying to go after is? Yeah. So I think for me, I kind of struggle with, um, the, I feel like the content I put out there, I don't want to send like a false message and saying like, Oh, we're just going to count calories and all this. So I know that's important, but that's not my full philosophy is just giving them yeah. a meal plan. So I think really who I'm trying to attract now is a younger woman who has tried all the diets and is not seeing those results. And she's feeling exhausted and also feeling like food's kind of taking over her life where she's worried about calories and worried about her weight really like all the family events I know we're not having too many events right now but having that really control her in a way and then also at the same time feeling out of control 
because even though she's so disciplined in doing everything quote unquote perfectly, she's still not seeing those results. So helping her dig a little bit deeper and find out like what could be that underlying cause that's preventing her from seeing the results. Yeah. Now I know you said your niche is evolving and it's still a work in progress, but girlfriend, your niche is so focused. I love it. And (laughs) I feel like, you know, exactly your ideal client's struggles and that niche that you were really trying to target there. Now, since you began Libby's coaching program to now and through, you know, content creation and trying new things, has your niche evolved since day one? And if so, how? I didn't have a niche in the beginning. So yes, it has evolved for sure. Um, I think I've always had the idea that I wanted to help women like heal their relationship with food. But for me, that was, and it, it gets still, it's kind of a tug of war sometimes, but it's like, well, then I have to go with intuitive eating. But at the same time, I understand wanting to have a good relationship with food and still loving yourself, but still wanting to lose a little bit of weight. So kind of like that awkward gray area is where yeah. I'm trying to go. And so just narrowing that down and talking to Libby and the girls in the group and everything and uh, brainstorming that. Yeah, I think as dietitians, as myself, also in a very similar story and background to you, and you know, with the niche of weight loss that I work in, I think it's a very polarizing topic to want to blend mindful eating and balance with weight loss. And I know there's a lot of opinions on, you know, should dietitians be doing this? And I think it really goes back to the person that you're trying to help and what is Mm -hmm. the message that they need to see and hear and what's going to benefit them and help them achieve their goals. So they look their best and feel their best and are the best version of themselves and are healthy at the end of the day. And I think you're so perfectly wrapping that up together in your message and in your marketing. That's amazing. Now, I know Instagram was something that was difficult for you at first because you weren't sure quite how to use it in the right way and creating content for that person so you can grow your business and make sales. Can you walk us through your experience kind of using social media for a business and for generating revenue as part of your business? Yeah. So like I was saying before, I, I didn't have any strategy or anything. So now, first of all, trying to limit my time on there and not constantly so just hard. rolling through. Yes. And I think now that's transitioned into like before is more of a social thing, but now I feel like I'm constantly looking at other dietitians and looking for other content that I think might be helpful. So, yeah. um, but still limiting my time on there to keep it as a tool. And then also using those insights as a real guide and learning, like I might think this is a great post and this is what they need, but then they don't like it at all and they don't have the engagement. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll push that aside, push my ego aside and say like, I don't need to post that. What do they actually want? So using that information and then also what I'm trying to do now, similar to the Facebook groups where I'm reaching out, I'm, I'm putting polls in my stories and things and trying to reach out to more women in that way and finding out like, what are the people who are following me and finding my uh, posts helpful? What are they struggling with so I can better serve them? Yeah, that is such helpful information that I definitely wish I knew day one when I started using Instagram, the scrolling can get a little out of control for me as well. So I can relate to that. You got to check yourself. Um, But really knowing the the fact that you're using Instagram as a marketing tool now, it's not just a hobby for you. And Mm -hmm. you're looking at the insights. Can you tell the listeners, especially those of them who may not be using Instagram in this way, what are some of the things that you look for that indicate that success? Because 
and I've shared this on Libby's podcast before as well, but I would just be focusing on the likes when Mm -hmm. in reality, if I got five new applicants to my program, even though it didn't have a lot of likes, like, is that success? Like, yeah, for me, because I wanted more impact and I want to grow my business and I was wanting to go full time, that was success for me. But I know that's really hard when we're we're just thinking about likes as that measure of progress. So um, can you tell us like what types of insights that you use that determine if something is quote unquote successful? Yeah, so I definitely find myself still caught up in the likes and things like that. But I know Libby definitely talks about don't focus on those vanity metrics um, where likes and things like that. But for me, it's what I look for is someone who is actually engaging with me, like maybe direct messaging me because that stood out to them or talking to people who do apply for discovery calls and say like, hey, what was it on my page, on my Instagram feed that really stood out to you and made you want to book this call? So I can learn that way. So for the insights, definitely looking at about like how many maybe follows I get or maybe messages or website clicks and things like that. So people who are actually more so my ideal client, not someone just scrolling through and liking something they think is a pretty picture. Yeah. Yeah. And even something could get a lot of likes, but if you're not getting that transfer into an applicant or a conversation, Mm -hmm. it may not be as meaningful and and revenue generating for your business down the line. So I love that. And really for the listeners out there um, listening to Haley's great advice, the first step is really posting in the first place, getting clear on who you're marketing to. And then we want to evaluate and then change our content as we're trying to, you know, make that content better and practice what is working. So you can get more of those likes and comments and direct messages in your inbox. And then it really is a domino effect from there when it comes to. Yeah. I think for me too, what I've found is I'm like you said, still putting yourself out there and posting even on those times where I post something and I think it's going to be do like do a great job, be a great post. And then it doesn't. It's okay. Um, I, sometimes I do find myself getting discouraged, but then I'm pushing through and still continue to post because that's how I'm going to learn what they do want is if I keep putting that content out there. Um, so even if I notice like vanity metrics go down and I feel discouraged, just keep putting myself out there no matter what. Yeah. That is such good advice that everyone listening needs to pause and literally re-listen to that because I can't tell you how many times when I was starting my own Instagram that I felt the same way where I would post something, it wouldn't do well. And I would get into that mindset. Well, you know, it's never going to do well. Like, mm-hmm. no, it is just what it is. And it sort of relates to our clients that are trying to lose weight in a balanced way. Like if they just hop on the scale and that result week to week, isn't what it, we want it to be that like they would just be throwing in the towel and giving up. And that's sort of like with Instagram, like it's, it, if you don't, practice it and you don't really refine the skill, you're never going to get better at it. And the same with, you know, how we counsel our clients, you have to show up even when you're not seeing results. And that's going to give you the feedback on what you do need to change in your content. Um, Do you have a specific example um, that you can think of off the top of your head where you kind of use this feedback from your post when something didn't go as planned and how you actually leverage that into seeing success on Instagram? Like, is there any posts that come to mind in particular? Let me think. So I did one about calories and just like a super low calorie diet and that did really well. So I try to use that both like the template of the post and make other posts and then also the information of the post to make other posts. So just trying to redo that. 
And I noticed, um, I think that's where I thought like, oh, I reused the template and I thought, oh, this is gonna do great because the last one did great. And I didn't see that. It actually did worse than a lot of my other posts. So I'm like, okay, well, what was it about that other one? Like, what's the difference that um, really stood out to people? So I think I did one recently about the scale and like if you should weigh yourself or not. Because I know some people do really well with consistent weigh-ins and other people yeah. like that can almost be defeating to them. So just kind of about finding that balance, like it's not a one size fits all approach, but that, that post did not do so well. So <laughs> realizing that maybe that's not what they wanted to hear. Yeah. And I think that's such amazing advice and a great reflection for all of us to remember because it's those posts that don't do well that actually help shape your business, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It really gets you clear on, you know, who you may think someone once again wants to hear this message and you might actually realize, you know, it, I was trying and maybe you weren't posting for you, but it just wasn't what was resonating. And the more you can have those failures, I think from the beginning gives you a lot more clarity on what is working and what you can repurpose, like you said, and replicate, whether that is the style of the post, whether it's, you know, aesthetically what that post looks like, or, you know, maybe the, the, the caption or um, mm -hmm. the colors that you used or what's in there. And it's all those little details that over time, as you practice Instagram, really, you're going to get better at it and refine it, which is amazing. Now, yeah. when posts don't do well and, you know, growing your business is hard at first when you're first starting yeah. off, how do you stay motivated um, to continue to show up? I think the group is really helpful in keeping me accountable since I, I mean, going into being a dietitian in school and everything, I always, well, actually I went into school to study nutrition, not even realizing what a dietitian was. I think junior year, Same. I was like, wait, we have to do an internship. So what? I had no idea. I just liked the subject. So, but from there, I, I always wanted to do some sort of private practice. And then I found myself in clinical and everything, but I always had this in the back of my mind. Like I want to be my own boss. I want to be able to control what I can teach my, my clients and my schedule and everything. So mm -hmm. I've always had that in the back of my mind and had several attempts of getting started. But finally, when I took this leap of signing up with Libby's program, I think that helped push me because it guided me and taught me like what I need to be focusing on. Cause I, I was all over the place before I think I need my website and like everything like that, all those things that aren't really the first step that just kind of hold us back. So having that support and me knowing like, eventually I want to be able to um, talk to my ideal client, not have like a ton of different things that I'm speaking to. Like in my full-time job, I see kidney disease and diabetes and weight loss and so many, such a variety. I feel like it's really difficult. We're expected to know so much and I'd really like to narrow it down and be just in one focus. So I'll have an expertise in one focus so I can really serve the client. So I think that's been motivating to me to know that I can better serve my clients if I can focus on one part and then also have that flexibility in my life. Yeah. I'm hearing just so many reasons why showing up for yourself every day is important. And it's that long-term goal of, you know, wanting to do this full time 
you know, you choosing who you want to work with and not having to be the expert and jack of all trades mm-hmm. at everything and not being the best at it where you're focusing on one thing, just like you're focusing on Instagram, you're focusing on your posts, you're focusing on your ideal client, like focusing, you know, tunnel vision on one thing. So you're going to do the best job at it compared to being okay at a bajillion different things, which is mm-hmm. overwhelming to us as dietitians. And specifically with your story, how, in terms of advice for the listeners out there, do you have any tips or pieces of advice that you wish you knew? about aligning your story and showing your face and being so transparent and vulnerable on social media, because, you know, with your background, you know, you've struggled with nutrition and it really got you to the place that you're at. And I've kind of had a similar story as well. And it was really scary at first. So how do you show up on social media in the way that you do? And what tips would you have for someone who wants to do what you do? I think just coming to terms with the fact that there are other women out there who are going through something similar to what I experienced. So knowing that I can help someone by sharing my story. And I think, I mean, it's not always been that I've been this open about it. So for me doing some mindset work and really working through that and accepting my past and where I'm at now and what's gotten me here and knowing the freedom in, um, just their relationship with food and me sharing that, how it can really help someone else. Um, And I don't know. I feel like at this point, I I don't feel as, I don't know. I think I was ashamed by it at first, but now I'm pretty open about it and know that I'm not alone in it. So that's why I'm okay with sharing it. Yeah. And I think when it comes to the know, like, and trust and having your audience and individuals, the women that you want to work with, be attracted to you and want to work with you that it shows them that you understand where they're coming from. You're not this dietitian wearing a white coat that like doesn't understand what they're going through. And I think it gives you such a deeper level of connection to the person that you're talking to. And I think that really helps when you're thinking about content creation and, you know, you know, what should I be posting for my client? You don't want to post for yourself, but having been there and know what they feel like, it helps out a lot, honey, doesn't it? Um, That's what I say. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, with that, I think I agree, like sharing your story and knowing like, oh, I wasn't always here at this point, having a healthy relationship and food and happy in my skin. Like I've struggled as well. So I, I can relate to that and I can be empathetic with you in your journey. Yeah. And I think it's important to also just note for everyone listening to this podcast that you don't have to just, as I say, rip off the bandaid and show every single ounce of you on social media. You can pick and choose what individuals and what your ideal client sees. And if you're not at the place comfortable enough to share your story, it took me some time to be comfortable in front of the camera Mm -hmm. and openly talk about my disordered eating. And it does not have to happen overnight. And it, you know, if you don't even want to align your story with your business, you don't have to, right. But it's about, you know, setting those boundaries with yourself. So then you can set yourself up for success. And I think no matter what, like you said, putting in that mindset work, which is overrated, we always think about the content creation, but we also have to think about our mindset in terms of what goes in on the back end so we can create a sustainable business. For sure. And that's something I'm still, I I guess we're always going to be working on that mindset piece for sure. But for me, again, just pushing through when things are, because it can be a roller coaster sometimes. Like you feel like you're doing really well, everything's improving, and then you have a week where it's not so great. So just pushing through that and knowing that it will get better. And like you were saying before, just taking that as a lesson and learning like, okay, that didn't work. And that can actually push me forward in my business. 
I love that. That is such good advice. I wish I knew that when I was starting out. Um, I'm so curious, what is next for your business? So I know you're in Libby's coaching program, her group program, and I know you're still focusing on, you know, perfecting that content, even though quote unquote perfection doesn't exist. We're trying to get yes. better at it, um, really um, make it the best that it can be to grow your business. Um, what's next for you? I think, well, I have a couple uh, months left in Libby's program. So I think just again, narrowing down that ideal client and learning how to speak to her in a way that she can relate to. So I can improve that marketing piece of it so that I can start having more clients coming in so I can get like that consistent flow. And then ultimately my goal would be to go full time and be able to do that and maybe move into some sort of group program and things like that. Yeah. I love it. And I think it's so important to think of like the future, even though I know we're not there right now, but um, I find goal setting so helpful in my opinion. And that's what motivates me. And sounds like having those longer term goals um, are really motivating for you to show up every day and put in the work daily. Um, Cause all those little moments add up over time. Yes, for sure. And that's something too, is setting those goals. I think before I really started working with Libby, I had some pretty vague goals and oh, I want to work for myself. So setting those income goals and setting those smart goals, those time goals that can really help me be like, okay, this is where I want to be in three months. What do I have to do to get there? And having that plan and being like, okay, I didn't get there. What happened? How can I reflect on this and improve so I can hit that goal next time? Absolutely. And that's just like how you do your content. I'm noticing a theme here. I love it. <laughs> um, now, Haley, where can we find you on Instagram again? So I'm at Haley, H-A-L-E-Y dot Gorelli, G-A-R-E-L-L-I. Love it. Any last thoughts for the listeners? I think just keep pushing through. I know there's hard days and it can be tough to get started and really, like I was saying, nailing down that ideal client. But if you keep pushing through and get the support you need and guidance that you can do it and it is possible. That is so helpful. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your experiences, Haley. Uh, thank you for having me. Bye guys. Bye. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.